Do you ever have moments when you're playing a game that's so visually stunning that you feel compelled to capture it? Like if it was a landscape or something in real life, you'd grab your phone to take a picture. Instead, maybe the game has a built-in camera function. You might post an image to social media or send it to your friends, and think nothing more of it. But there's actually a whole community of people who are capturing in-game photos with purpose and real creativity. The opportunities you have in games, they're almost unlimited because of how many games there are now, how many of them have a photo mode, and uh, the environments you can you can explore now is like you have a lot of choices so i guess it's it's really appealing to me to be able to do that from the comfort of my of my room where i can explore different worlds uh, without having to move myself this is megan rames a passionate virtual photographer and a community manager for gamergram an instagram community for people who love taking in-game photos Virtual photography, or VP, has been around for a while, but it's seen huge growth in recent years. The main factors in that trend being the increasing quality of graphics, in-game camera modes becoming a more common feature, and consoles including dedicated share buttons on their controllers, allowing you to take screenshots at any time during play. With uh, Sony adding the screenshot button to the dual shop back on PS4, they did a great thing because even in games without a photo mode back then, there are ways you can get um, photos without any HUD showing, be it in third person or first person games. And I think that everyone at some point has used that uh, screenshot button without even knowing what, what it was, what it did. And then they were like, oh, I might actually work something, something with that. And um, it might have started with the PC community, but I think with the console community adding to it, it has grown a lot over time. Now you have people coming from Xbox, PC, PlayStation, and has had a big explosion thanks to that. In-game photographers are sometimes called virtual tourists, and the community consists of many hobbyists who are finding a passion for the craft through their favourite game worlds. But there are also many professional photographers who are approaching in-game photos with the same technical and creative skills that they apply in the real world, which has many people asking, is virtual photography a genuine art form in its own right? I'm James Parkinson from Lawson Media. This is Gameplay. Stories about video games and the virtual worlds that power culture and community. Megan Rames began exploring virtual photography in 2018, and as a creative person, it was a natural step for her. So in real life, I was already really interested into photography. I got my first camera back in 2014 for Christmas, and um, I wanted to learn about photography and wanted to be a photographer at the time. But being able to capture my favourite games, uh, it was like pairing two of my favourite passions together. 
and I had saved up for PlayStation 4 back in 2017 and it was uh, not until end of 2018 that I pressed L3 and R3 in an Assassin's Creed game. It was uh, Assassin's Creed Origins and um, the photo mode popped up and I was like, wow, what's that thing? And I started playing around with it and um, I saw that you could remove the HUD and come up with uh, your your very own composition and take a screenshot thanks to the screenshot button back on the DualShock. So I was like, oh, that's really amazing. And I think like everyone in the virtual photography community, I was like, oh, this is absolutely amazing. I'm gonna start sharing my photos on social media. I'm gonna be the first one to do it. And when I got uh, onto Instagram, I saw that there was already a whole community for it. Uh, it was ongoing for years and I was like, oh wow, that's actually fascinating to know. And at the time, like if you weren't yourself uh, interested in virtual photography, it was really hard to come across any, any uh, in-game screenshots on social media. Megan's father died that year and having a new creative outlet helped her through that time. She says virtual photography also helped her reconnect with that passion for art, something that her father had always supported. When uh, he passed away, I lost that motivation. I wasn't interested in um, doing any kind of art anymore. So when I used photo mode for the first time, I think it was really good timing because I think it was like three months after it happened. And I think it was the best time it could have happened basically because it helped me take uh, my feelings into the games I would play and it was basically my way of expressing myself and to uh, carry on. Now I, I'm at peace with what happened and I think I wouldn't be anywhere near where I am today if I didn't find out about um Uh, virtual photography and then keep on playing video games. Gran Turismo 4 on the PS2 is considered one of the first games to feature a photo mode and allows players to pause the action and control a virtual camera with the ability to save a screenshot to USB. The game debuted in Japan in 2004 and since then there's been a steady increase in camera modes with varying controls. Some games are very limited in their options, while others, like Spider-Man Miles Morales, are more customizable. Spider-Man Miles Morales would be because you can add light sources to your um, shot. A bit like if you're in a studio and you're adding lights around your subject, you can add light sources and I think that's a great feature because it helps you like play around with a lot of um, different perspectives and even locations because sometimes you have bad lighting in a certain spot. You can add a little uh, spotlight behind or in front of your character and change the color 
And yeah, the details in that photo mode are, are really good as well. Like you can zoom in quite a lot and still keep a lot of details. So I would say that for this one, it would be about the light sources. Uh, for Ghost of Tsushima, it would be about the scene setting um, where you have uh, the particles. Uh, you can have a little animation as well. Uh, can change weather, can change time of the day. It's just really well implemented in the photo mode and works really well with the game itself and the time it is set in and the, um, the place it is set in as well. Uh, for Death Stranding, it's just a really advanced photo mode. Lots of um, lots of features in that one. A uh, lot, lot of freedom as well. You can change a lot of things with the main character. I think that's one of the best looking games as well, just because of the landscapes. And then for Days Gone, it would be kind of the same thing. Uh, really advanced photo mode, uh, really gorgeous um, environment. Like they have put a lot of time in this uh, open world game and it's a gorgeous one to capture as well. And their photo mode is really advanced. Like you can tweak uh, saturation focusing on specific colors so you have uh, I think it's blue green red and then you can change gamma you can change a lot of things in the advanced settings of Days Gone I was actually really surprised with that one because it was the first uh, advanced one I, I tried out With the kinds of features available on modern consoles, it's so simple now to take a quick screenshot and instantly post it to Twitter. But for Megan and many others, it's much more involved, using traditional photography techniques and principles like the rule of thirds in order to capture the best shots possible. Uh, most of photo modes add, um, add grids that help a lot in that sense. Um, then I would say good lighting, obviously, um, Quality is not so much of a um, thing I focus on because a shot from a PS4 Slim could definitely compete with a shot from a PS5. I used to capture on PS4 Slim, so that's why I'm saying that because it didn't change any of the interaction I got on my shots back then. But yeah, mainly composition, uh, lighting, the contrast between your uh, less exposed areas in your shot and the subject basically the subject. So in my landscape shots, what I tried to do is add some near depth of field and far depth of field. So obviously it gives more depth to your shot is what it's for, but um, it focuses the viewer's eye on what I want them to focus on. Uh, same with portraits. Sometimes it's shadowy. Sometimes it's just the background that's blurred. Sometimes it's shadowy to the point you, um, you can only focus on some face features. And I want the viewer to focus on what caught my eye and tell me what they feel through it. That's why I really enjoy when people um, comment and they actually go into uh, reviewing the shot, if I may say. Um, it's really interesting to see how they relate to shots, but basically, yeah, I've seen that's what happens most of the time. Usually I take my video game pictures around the human eye level. I would try out techniques in video games and I would test them out in real life. And sometimes it works. 
sometimes it doesn't, but that's, I guess, the idea of experimenting and trying to create new stuff, new ideas. And the same happens whenever I learn something new about real photography. I try to apply this to the video game uh, environment as well. This is Leo Sang, a freelance photographer in Sao Paulo, who mostly focuses on street photography. His real-life work includes lots of candid action shots, and he looked to translate that approach virtually through Grand Theft Auto 4. It has, you know, the parallels to real life. It's an urban environment. And uh, I wanted to see how, if I could use my photographic knowledge from what I was practicing in the real world, what would be the results from using these knowledges in the virtual world. For a game that's all about crime and wreaking havoc on the streets of a digital recreation of New York City, Leo was more interested in the mundane movements of its virtual inhabitants. Applying techniques like one-point perspective and playing with symmetry and shadows are all elements of Leo's real-life work that he enjoys replicating in-game. And while some games offer the ability to manipulate the time of day or the weather, Leo usually prefers to leave that stuff alone, approaching the game world like our own and capturing it as is. Megan says she doesn't really have a personal style, but tries to incorporate a bit of everything. I guess I'm still trying to find my style, even though people say I have a specific style. I'm trying to, I'm still trying to find it myself because I um, oftentimes compare myself with other people. Some people specialize in minimalism. Some people specialize in black and white shots. I specialize in, I try to specialize in everything. I would say I'm more, I'm more attracted to landscape shots. I try to, in every of my landscape shots, uh, have a leading line and have my viewers focus on a specific subject, focus on light as well. I, I guess that's what you would you'll find in uh, most of my shots. Uh, I try to have good lighting and um, a good subject as well. But like real-world photography, it's about more than just a good-looking image. Megan approaches her work with emotion and storytelling in mind, so her images capture people's attention as much as the game itself. So that even if someone that's not interested in uh, video games uh, could be intrigued, interested in the shot, and that I'm able to pique their curiosity for them to be like, oh, I wonder where that leading line uh, goes to. Uh, I wonder who that character is, uh, what's their past, what's their story, and basically to, to get them to be more interested and I want them to to feel what I feel when I take my shots. So most of them are hopeful, but other times it might be it might be a character with a specific expression. And for example, I'm thinking of um, an Ellie portrait I took. A lot of people like that one because um, it basically a lot of people told me I felt claustrophobic um, because she has a gas mask on and um, her expression is really, really striking because she looks like she's 
afraid of something and because you don't see what's uh, behind her uh, it's all shadowy and stuff uh, people people felt that um, there was something coming and she was like running for her life basically which she was and in that sense it's really interesting to see how people react to um, different kinds of shots but most of the time yeah I want my viewer to um, imagine they're in the shot or uh, imagine what the character might have been through, uh, who they are, what was their past. Uh, yeah, that's the main idea. Sometimes Megan is just playing a game normally and taking a few photos as she goes. But other times she'll boot up a game for the sole purpose of virtual photography. With games I've finished playing, I'm, I oftentimes go back to some just to take pictures because they're gorgeous and I just feel like going back to them. But uh, most of the time I actually play the game a lot. Sometimes I forget to go into photo modes because the game is so immersive. So like, for example, now I'm playing Mass Effect 1. I've taken uh, about 10 shots max. To give you a bit of context, I, I've taken uh, about 600 shots in The Last of Us 2, but that doesn't change how much I loved uh, The Last of Us 2. It's just, it depends on the experience. Uh, try to uh, focus more on video games these days to enjoy them and see if I stumble upon something that catches my eye, um, certain lighting, a certain uh, location. And I try to take a shot uh, there because it's weird to say it like that but as I play I stumble upon a specific location and um, I see the shot that I want to take in there and when I go into photo mode I try to recreate that shot I have in mind when I stumble upon the location. Coming up, how the games industry is reacting to the virtual photography community and the debate over its validity as a true art form. As an independent podcast, listener support is incredibly important for gameplay. So if the show is valuable to you, please consider becoming a gameplay member. Memberships are just five US dollars a month or 50 US dollars a year. You'll receive an ad-free podcast feed, bonus content, and I'll personally send you a gameplay sticker pack. There is a free tier as well if you're not in a position to contribute monetarily, but if you can, you'll be actively helping to make the podcast sustainable so I can continue to bring you stories you care about. Sign up now at gameplay.co slash membership. Thanks. As I was researching the virtual photography community and swiping through Instagram, I was blown away by the craft in some of the photos. Some photographers even go to the trouble of editing their images in post before publishing them online. They might apply filters or make more subtle tweaks using tools like contrast or saturation and cropping their photos to suit platforms like Instagram. Megan Rame says she also edits her shots, but takes a simplified approach. 
what I see on my TV screen is not always um, the same as when I export it to my uh, phone. HDR, for example, doesn't get transferred. So I have to do some tweaking in terms of uh, lighting and stuff. Uh, it's nothing crazy, really. Uh, I try to keep the main idea there, but I need to tweak some things. Uh, sometimes if I want a specific subject in my shot, I, I would say mainly with um, portraits, where I want the viewer to focus on the eyes, for example. I would try to edit the eyes for them to pop a bit more but uh, it's nothing nothing crazy sometimes i would i would edit my shots uh with a color splash to to get a bit more creative and and stuff but i try to keep the general idea and not change the game's uh, view too much Leo Sang uses Adobe Lightroom to edit his in-game photos and his process isn't much different to his real-world photography my editing style in video games is almost mirrored to my editing style in real life because I guess that's how I see photos. <laughs> I do experiment with editing in video games too, but usually it's just the automatic uh, editing. When you do it so many times, it gets uh, automatic, I guess. And for people who are completely new to photography, taking in-game photos can be a great way to learn some of the basics. A lot of people actually start with virtual photography first and then take their skills from there to go into real life uh, photography and they're really talented at it. Like it's, it's, um, they take their aesthetic style and they um, translate that to real real life photography and it's really amazing to see it takes some time sometimes for people who have an artistic background not necessarily in photography it's a bit easier but um, yeah a lot of times I've seen that they're really I think when we're in video games since we love them so much it's easier to uh, learn about photography in in a place we love rather than let's say going to a specific course when you're not necessarily gonna go to a place you like to capture things you enjoy capturing whereas in, in video games you literally can capture anything you love because you're already playing the game why not explore it as much as you can through photo mode as well and i think that's where um that's where it clicks for for us and uh yeah it all starts from there but you also have photographers like professional photographers trying out uh, virtual photography and and doing amazing as well obviously and due to the COVID-19 pandemic the virtual photography community has received greater exposure as more and more people discover the joy of exploring their favorite game worlds in a new way and when people can't venture outside virtual landscapes become the next best thing the Gamergram Instagram account is full of beautiful photos, and Megan says that once people start taking in-game shots, they get totally invested. I guess that that was appealing to a lot of people, especially since they had a lot more time. And it starts with like posting one, two shots, and then it starts being a usual thing, doing it daily. And then obviously you see that the community is a really nice one. I think it's the least toxic gaming community I've ever 
come across. And I guess that's where people stay in the end because they see that it's a, it's a good hobby. It pairs two really good aspects of um, video games, which is playing it and uh, enjoying all the, the work that goes into them to a whole different level. This is something game developers are really paying attention to. The inclusion of photo modes has been a direct response to their rise in popularity. The fact that people are actually using them and sharing their photos. It's a great way to get people talking about your game. I guess they have seen the potential it has uh, in terms of marketing because uh, it's free advertisement for their games. And in that sense, I think that every new upcoming games will have a photo mode. Uh, if not at launch, it might be ha- um, added with a patch. People will ask for it because everyone wants a photo mode uh, in video games now, in the community at least. Game developers and game studios, they have seen the potential it has. I've seen myself buy a game just because it had a photo mode or just because because I saw I saw pictures of it on social media and I guess they're becoming more and more aware of that. Being able to add more detail to their games, knowing that people will capture them, uh, helps them a lot in making sales now. It's getting more recognition as well from the game developers themselves. Like I've seen a lot of gaming studios interact more with um, virtual photographers lately, which is really nice. So I guess they will um, keep on improving their photo modes, adding them to their games. Given the popularity of in-game photography, I'm wondering how long it will take before we get a game that's entirely based around something like landscape photography, not merely a feature in a narrative or open world game. I would definitely be interested in that kind of thing because then that would be the ultimate game I would go to when I want to take pictures. Um, it, it would be re- relaxing as well in a sense, but I would still go back to the other games because some things can't be achieved in, in that kind of a game you're presenting to me. But I would definitely be interested in that. For as many gamers there are taking screenshots for fun and sharing them online, other virtual photographers are taking their hobby seriously. So is in-game photography a new art form? It's a bit complicated. Some people in the community uh, are going to say that it has nothing to do with an art form because it's not as... uh, rewarding as real life photography because in real life photography you um, wait for a certain lighting it's more rewarding in the sense that you have to capture a moment whereas in games it's easier with all the features we we talked about but I personally don't agree with that because I think it it should be able to compete with photography and um, any other kind of art form in that sense because we, we spend a lot of time trying to take pictures and uh, what we capture is of higher and higher quality as we go. And for some people outside of the virtual photography community, sometimes it's hard to, to tell apart if it's a gaming uh, screenshot or a real life uh, photo. Of course, it depends on the game, but um, yeah. So I guess it should be it should be viewed as an art form because not only all the, the time we spend in it, but all of us we have different um, artistic 
perspectives and visions that we try to translate into our shots. And I think it should be uh, recognized, uh, recognized as art because to me, that's what it is. Obviously, games themselves are their own art form, and in-game photos are just trying to frame them in a new way. But I also think that remixing, reinterpretation, and repurposing is a big part of what makes art, art. And those skills are beginning to be recognised in more official ways. Some of Leo Sang's virtual photography has actually been featured in art exhibitions in LA, London, and Madrid. However you view virtual photography, the community is certainly here to stay. It's given people another way to engage with games and a greater appreciation for the incredible work of their developers. How's your relationship with games changed through taking photos in game? I spend a lot more time in games now um, with photo modes. A gaming session that will last one hour can easily last three hours now with photo mode just because of um, of how much time I can spend uh, in photo modes. Um, but yeah, it has helped me appreciate way more uh, what goes into video games because gaming studios put a lot of time in their video games and um, the only ways we could find out about those games before were through trailers and then playing them but now there's a whole community showcasing the beauty of those video games and i guess thanks to photo modes i appreciate the details and everything that's uh, in the games way more a big thank you to megan rames and leo sang we have links to their in-game photos in the episode description and on our website, gameplay.co, and you can follow Gamergram on Instagram at gamergram.gg. Gameplay is a production of Lawson Media. This episode was written and produced by me, James Parkinson. The gameplay theme was composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. Our artwork is by Keegan Sanford and additional music from Blue Dot Sessions and Breakmaster Cylinder. You can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Gameplay Podcast. We're on Discord as well, so come and join the community. And if you'd like to support the show, become a Gameplay member and get an ad-free podcast feed plus a bunch of other benefits. I'll even send you some free stickers as well. You'll find all the links plus episode transcripts and further reading on our website, gameplay.co. Thanks for listening.